guys, it's me, Emma's Thing, and this is my podcast, That's What He Said. With over 12 years of blogging, writing, posting, and sharing under my belt, I've somehow grown a small audience who, for whatever reason, seem to really like me. This podcast is just another extension of my blog and will offer unimportant life updates, reviews on movies, books, shows, daily musings about life, in-passing commentary on current events, and of course, a lot of stories of my past, present, and future. Just try it out and see how you like it. That's what he said. What up, me amigos? And bienvenido back to the That's What You Said podcast with me, Emma's Thing. It is a Wednesday here in Dallas, Tejas, and it is looking pretty um, ominous outside. Yesterday, we actually had some rain, which was nothing short of a miracle because of the drought that is affecting the entire world right now. Climate change is real, but we'll save that topic for another episode. But really exciting that we got some sort of downpour yesterday, even though at the time I was in the mall with my mom, which I'll tell you guys about in a little bit. Um, but there are some thunderclouds up ahead right now, and I think that it might rain again, which would be a dream come true, truly. Like the other day, I think. Oh yeah, it was when Zach and I were watching this show that I will also talk to you guys about in a little bit. Um, but it was set in Washington, you know, near Seattle, most likely, or at least in the same state. And the weather there typically is very overcast. And Zach turned to me and asked if I think I would thrive in, in you know, weather like that. And I told him that, yes, yes, I would. I am very much that garbage song from years and years ago about only being happy when it rains. Honestly, I feel like I need to listen to those lyrics because I definitely was way too young to understand the meaning of the song when it came out. But just hearing her say I'm only happy when it's complicated sounds very much like a 20 something year old Emma. So I'm going to go back and revisit that. But I really it is really weird because although I do, I mean, of course, I love sunshine, like I'm not a crazy ass, but I love when it rains during the week. On the weekends, I prefer it not to, but during the week when you have to be at your desk and you're working anyway, it just makes things even cozier and you can light a candle and wrap up in a blanket at your desk and make a a nice cup of tea or coffee and really lean into the fact that it's not like you'd have anything to do outside anyway, so you might as well be at your desk in this beautiful rainstorm. So that's my spiel on why I think that I can live in the Pacific Northwest. Thank you. So in today's episode, I am going to share the best advice that you guys have ever received that you sent in to me on the That's What E Said podcast Instagram handle, which by the way, if you're not following that, but you listen to the podcast, please do because I really am trying to make exclusive content for that and not keep depending on my audience size on my Emma's Thing main handle to kind of bolster the podcast. It's its own thing. And, you know, while at the end of the day, everything filters back into me and Emma's Thing and all of that, I 
want you guys to follow the podcast Instagram for a reason. And I'm not really giving you a reason if I just double share everything over on Emma's thing. So anyway, I put a uh, question box up this week and asked you guys for the best piece of advice you have ever received. And I'm very excited to share those in part three of the episode. And I will also, of course, be sharing my best piece of advice, which I have shared many times before in different ways across different platforms. But I don't think I've ever really sat down and wrote about it or talked about it. So I'm very pumped to give that to you. But let's get into part one when I talk about what the hell has been going on. Absolutely not trying to be that girl, but also realizing that the season of life that I'm in right now is that my wedding is in two months. And so all the cliches that you hear about uh, people freaking out about wedding planning and things getting really stressful in the last few months and definitely the few last weeks of it, um, it's all true. And I am dealing with that right now. And I'm trying to keep a cap on it as best as I can. But truly, you guys, I just, I, you know, I said this from the beginning that I knew that wedding planning wasn't for me, but it's like I learned that a little more every day when something happens. And, you know, yesterday was just a day. So I'll start there. And then I can update you guys about silly other unimportant things. But basically, yesterday, we had our meeting with the chef of our venue. And everything at this venue is pretty much in house. They have a lot of rules, um, a lot of stipulations and uh, prohibitions. And so, you know, I, I expected the same going into the meeting with the chef. Um, and so we had this meeting and it went fine, but he kind of dropped a bombshell on us. And it was that. And, and, and again, like, please know that I've never done this. All I know is what I've experienced. I'm not in the industry. I don't know how shit works. I'm just responding to what is being told to me based off of what I have experienced. But he let us know that um, the price that we had been quoted at only included one entree. And if we wanted to offer two choices to our guests, that that was going to pretty much tack on uh, um, a lot more money. And my mom, nor I, nor Zach, nor my sister had any idea that that was the situation. The way that that is worded in the contract and all of that definitely does not make that apparent or obvious. Um, it's kind of, it's worded actually pretty poorly, so you wouldn't really know that. And I just assumed, I mean, all of us assumed, I've never been to a wedding where, you know, you don't get, you know, an option of chicken or beef or whatever, um, unless, you know, it's like food stations or a buffet or you know, something like that. But um, it just really took us aback. And it's not a big deal. And we're going to figure it out. But it just kind of, like I said, <laughs> this is so not my forte. And so I am I'm in a place where any little thing kind of sets me off. So I completely understand the whole, quote unquote, bridezilla thing. And I think that's a really shitty term for it. I think really, it's just like, 
brides being stressed as all fuck about wanting to have the wedding day that they want. And I think that there are different levels of bridezilla and we shouldn't, you know, just slap that label on a bride who is expressing emotion so easily and quickly. Anyway, that was a massive run on thought. <laughs> but I it just really upset me and it 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 just felt like and I know this is how the wedding industry is. It just felt like literally they are trying to nickel and dime you every corner you turn and it fucking sucks. It sucks. And it's like I go back and forth all the time between no, this is great and it's going to be great to God, I wish we had known what we know now. And we just did a courthouse wedding and like a really big, beautiful dinner to celebrate and called it a day. And I completely understand now why people do that. And I also know that come the day that it's going to be amazing. Everything's going to be wonderful. I'm not going to have probably, hopefully, regretted any of my decisions, but it's just so much. And we are in the time right now where it feels like every day there is a miniature roadblock about something or someone throws kind of like a wrench into a specific plan. And It's very stressful and it's a lot to keep straight in your head and on paper and like be updating spreadsheets and, you know, configuring budget and this and that. So I just at the end of the day, just personal preference, Zach and I don't want to have a wedding that is, you know, plated dinner and we literally don't give our guests a choice. We're like, yeah, it's chicken. Hope everyone enjoys. (laughs) So Again, we're figuring it out. Um, And, you know, I said this on the wedding podcast that I did that the food aspect honestly means the very least to me. And I think that's why it's like even more angering because it's so fucking expensive and it's not like private chef food. It's not like the greatest, most complicated, amazing food you've ever had. I don't know. Anyway, it'll get figured out. So let's rewind a little bit. So last week, once the podcast was launched, I also sent out um, a newsletter. And like I just said about being exclusive with content, I really am getting very exclusive with newsletter content. And um, if you're not signed up, you will miss some things. So definitely do that. You can just go to emmasthing.com backslash subscribe to do that um, or scroll all the way down to the bottom of the homepage. And I think there's a place for you to type in your email and sign up. But anyway, um, sent out a newsletter. And in that newsletter, I also shared a wedding registry blog post that I wrote kind of about how how to go about registering for your wedding when you are maybe like an quote unquote older bride who is established and you've been independent, you've been living this life and you have pretty much everything you could possibly need and sort of how to go from there because you're not a kid who is starting from scratch and, you know, has mismatched everything in their home and all of that. So, if you are interested in giving that a look, uh, definitely go to msthing.com to read that. And then on Friday, once I got my workout in and all of that, Merit of the Beck and Call podcast and I met up um, once again at Lee Harvey's Dive In, that private slash public pool that I was telling you guys about. And 
She had never been. It was only my second time, and it was super fun. She really dug it, which made me really happy. Um, it's it's just it's a good time, and I I I know that I said kind of like the cost was a uh, deterred me a little bit, but it's really not that bad, and it's it's pretty lovely to get set up for the day with those lounge chairs and an umbrella. But I will say that like I tried to film this reel when I was there. Merritt was trying to help me, and I couldn't do it. Like. We did it, but the heat was so fucking intense right by the pool that not being in the pool was so torturous. Um, so that that's just a behind the scenes of content creation, like completely failed attempt at doing doing something to share with you guys. I was like, I'm just trashing this because there is sweat pouring down pouring out of and down every orifice of my body it's disgusting um and then we cleaned up and we went to a very early dinner at il Bracco, which is an italian place in preston center Merritt talks about it a lot on her podcast it's one of her go-to spots um and i'd actually only been one other time so this is my second time and we met whitney and then laura there for dinner and laura as always brought us a treat. Laura is the pastry chef who is doing my wedding cake and we've become friends and her and Merritt are friends and her and Whitney are friends and she's just so insanely talented. It's stupid and it's starting to get to the point now where we're sort of expecting her to bring us a little treat every time we hang out (laughs) or maybe it's just worked out that she's done like a big bake right before she sees us but she gave us some of her shortbread cookies and she was telling us that they're kind of like a cult favorite amongst people who know about them and who know her and she gets tons of orders especially around the holidays and they were absolutely incredible like Laura has this amazing knack in her craftsmanship for making a dessert exactly sweet enough like That's kind of her trademark is that it's never cloyingly sweet. And that's how the shortbread cookie was. And it had just a little bit of salt. It was incredible. I actually passed some off to my mom yesterday when I saw her because my mom loves cookies and she was like freaking out. So I will definitely be placing holiday orders with Laura for those and who knows what else. And if you guys are interested in that, you need to follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is Laura Kotler Pastries, and that's Laura and then Kotler, C-O-T-T-L-E-R Pastries. And I will link her Instagram in the show notes as well. Saturday was such a lovely day because I just feel like things have been so incredibly busy this year for Zach and I. We've been go, go, go. We're about to be go, go, go again. We had a very brief break from all of that and this Saturday was one of the only full Saturdays we've had in a long time that we had literally nothing on the books and no obligations and we really made the most of it so we woke up and we went to brunch or breakfast whichever you want to call it at a place in our neighborhood that is right around the corner and both of us have driven by it a thousand times both of us have lived over in this area for like a decade. It's ridiculous that we have never been to this place, but I guess I was saying to him that's kind of the beauty of staying in one place for a long time because yes, you have your go-tos and you have your favorites, but if you 
open your eyes and look around hard enough and ask around and sort of are willing to try new things, you can find new old stuff in your neighborhood that's been there that you've just never walked through the door. And that's exactly what we did on Saturday morning. It is a Tex-Mex restaurant called Margaritas. And it is so shady looking from the outside. Like, and that's why we pass by it year after year after year after year, because it's it's very sketchy looking. And I, I would have probably never walked in there. But one of my followers suggested I go there and try their egg and chorizo breakfast tacos. And I am absolutely fucking obsessed with chorizo. I like chorizo is like the breakfast meat that I will eat. And that makes me love breakfast. So we went to Margarita's. As soon as you open the door and walk in, it's like, oh, this isn't this isn't shady at all. This is great. It was very clean. There were lots of people there. And they had a really cute enclosed patio and an inside and it was so lovely. So we um, sat down and ordered. They were actually out of the chorizo, which made me really, really sad. We should have gone to breakfast earlier, but now I know that. So I got, I still got um, a dried beef. It, it was called, I think it was called muchada. And I had that with eggs and their homemade flour tortillas that were just so incredible. Like, oh my God, so fluffy, so warm just don't even bother with the corn tortillas. I actually got one taco with a corn tortilla and one with a flour tortilla. And I ate the flour one first. So by the time I got to the corn, I was like, you know what, can I just get one more flour tortilla? And I transferred all of my innards to that one because, oh, so good. Zach got the huevos rancheros with verde sauce. And their coffee was really good. I mean, it's just like brewed coffee in a big pot, but everything was just lovely. And we both looked at each other like, yeah, this is definitely going to become a go-to for us now. And we'll be going back for lunch or dinner because I can only imagine that it's just as delicious. So after breakfast, we went back to the house and wasted no time. Zach got out in the backyard to continue his work on the pergola and the deck and the backyard in general. And I sort of cleaned up around the house and I did a couple of um housekeeping things with podcast and blog and stuff like that and I did a peloton walk and then around you know three four o'clock Zach came in and we cleaned up and we went to Central Market and got tons of fresh ingredients for dinner and came home and made an incredible ribeye steak to share and I made some really yummy garlic butter roasted fingerling potatoes and I made this this really good corn, tomato, basil, white wine vinaigrette side salad situation. Um, it, was, it felt like it was missing an element. And my sister actually told me about it. And I think she had said to put in red bell pepper or something else. So we will definitely be doing that next time. But the whole meal itself was just uh, wonderful. And we had a really great bottle of wine that was super fruit forward. It was like very plummy. And we ended the evening on the couch with our doggies watching a fish documentary, literally about the band Fish, not about fishes who swim in the sea. And it was a perfect, easy Saturday. I actually posted a little compilation of photos from the day on my Instagram and wrote about what easy Saturday means to us and how much we used to be able to do it during the pandemic and all of that. It was just 
very much needed and a wonderful day. And then Sunday was kind of kind of the same. Um, we again did a bunch of house stuff. I did so much laundry, and I actually I think I sat down at the computer to do something, and I ended up getting distracted with what a mess my files were on my computer and how many freaking pictures and video I have on my phone and how much space everything was taking up. And so I actually spent like, I would say an hour to two hours kind of doing a digital cleanup. And it felt really, really good to do. And there's tons more that I could do. But I had to come to a stopping point because I was driving myself crazy. But it's just so wild how that stuff builds up. And I'm not I'm not really organized about it. So that was another reason why I wanted to kind of clear out a bunch of stuff and start not from square one, but just kind of start to have a system and put things in folders and all of that. So that felt really good. Like I said, the other the other thing, the other big update, just in terms of like wedding stuff, um, we had that chef meeting. And then afterward, Ellen and I went to the mall to North Park because she needed new bras. And I, you guys know how I feel about bras, about real bras. I just, it's, it's like I was already teetering on the edge with my disdain of them. And then COVID happened and I essentially was braless for like a year or just wearing bralettes with no support and it felt so amazing. I will say I have gone up a size because I gained weight and I think that has definitely played into the fact that I'm just like refusing bras of any type right now because I've tried to wear a couple of old ones and they're very painful. So I stopped being stubborn and started being an adult woman and got fitted for bras along with my mom yesterday. And I'm really happy that I did. I ended up walking away with three new bras, two of which are like every day I can wear them under literally anything and then one fun black one. And they feel so good. They really do. I mean, you know, nothing is ever going to beat being braless, but my honkers, my honkers need some support. And I'm glad that I did that for myself. I feel very mature and like I've turned a corner. And I, I don't even know if you guys would be interested in the bras that I got. They're nothing special. I The one that I love the most is such full coverage and such support. I was really excited to show Zach last night and I literally took my shirt off and he didn't know what to do. Like he just kind of was like, okay, because it is a straight up grandma bra. And I was like, but babe, like, look, like, it's so supportive. And he's like, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely supportive. I mean, they are, they're in there. Um, It just made me laugh really hard because he was like, yeah, so sexy. Anyway, so we did that. And then we stopped into Madewell and I actually got some really fucking cute jeans that I need to share with you guys. Oh my God. So the whole wide lake thing is back in action for the fall and winter. I mean, it's been back for a while. And I tried on these high waist wide leg crop jeans from Madewell and they are so cute. I am obsessed with them. I can't wait to style the crap out of them. I'm probably going to bring them to Denver this weekend because it kind of is cold in the morning and the night. And I want to, I want an excuse to wear them, but they are very, very cute. I've just, 
I think I've decided that Madewell is my absolute favorite retail store. Like definitely in terms of jeans and pants and all of that because everything fits me really well. And it's also like a little bit of vanity sizing. Like I'm always a size down from what I am in other pants and jeans at Madewell. And what girl doesn't love that? You know, I used to shop at The Loft almost exclusively when I was in corporate America and needed to be business casual every single day of my damn life. And they had vanity sizing and that made me feel really good. And I'm just, I'm happy for myself that I have found that again with Madewell, Madewell for life. Sponsor me. And speaking of shopping, I cannot tell you how ready I am for my never-ending hunt for white bachelorette shit to be over with. I did not know how hard white was to figure out, but oh my God, I don't wish it on my worst enemy. And I know, I know that I could decide to stop being so stubborn about the bride having to wear all white and I can wear any color I want, but I can't explain it, you guys. I'm just stuck on the white thing. I want it to work. I'm trying to make it work. And God damn it, I'm going to find a way to make it work. But the amount of returns and try-ons and ordering that has been happening in the last two weeks is so ridiculous. It just seems to be very fucking impossible to find shit that looks good on you when you are sort of in between sizes and you don't know what the fuck is going to look good or bad on your person. So it's been a total fucking crapshoot. I have like a stack of returns waiting for me to deal with before we head out of town this weekend. And then I put in like a $400 order to freaking Lulu's online, which I never shop because, you know, it's pretty cheap, fast fashion, but I am desperate at this point. And I literally was like, anything that looked like it might work, I just ordered it. Again, I said this the other week, but it's a fucking numbers game at this point, and I am determined to find just, I just need two outfits, two outfits that I feel good in, in Mexico. We're not even going out. We're not even leaving the fucking house. We're literally staying on the property the entire time, but you know, I still want to look cute and I've been instructed to look cute. So I'm trying here. I'm trying. My last little update before we get into part two with what I've been watching is I I'm kind of exploring with CBD right now. Um, I never really have before, but I got approached by this company that I know the girl who approached me. I actually used to work with her at a different company she worked at, and I love her a lot. And we're very straight shooters. And she knows that I'm just like, you know, no bullshit. And she wanted me to partner with them. And I was like, well, I really don't do anything with CBD. Like I don't take it in any form. So why don't you send me stuff and I will kind of try it out and experiment with it. And if it goes well, then yes, let's definitely talk about doing some sort of partnership. So she sent me this big box of goodies and in it um, is also a CBD oil, like a, how do you say this word? Tink, tincture? Tink, Tinchker. Anyway, it is um, like broad or full spectrum CBD oil and it's key lime flavor and it comes with a dropper and you can take as much or as little throughout the day. 
Um, but you're supposed to literally put it under your tongue and hold it there for 60 seconds and then swallow the rest that hasn't been absorbed. So I've been doing that for the past few days. I can't really say that I've felt anything or noticed a difference in anything, but I'm going to keep at it. And then um, in the box too, there's like face wash and moisturizer. And she sent even sent some CBD like treats for the dogs. Um, and then she also sent some CBD and melatonin gummies. And I will say that I've had those the past two nights and I have slept very hard, like more like harder than usual. So I will keep you guys posted on that. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts. If you uh, you know, have been taking some form of CBD for a while and you swear by it and you love it. I am not a woo-woo type of person. Like I'm not super into homeopathic medicine and treatment. I love my Advil. I love my Pepsid AC. I love my Gas-X, but I am open to finding other ways to um, naturally deal with anxiety. And so, yeah, if you have a good experience with CBD and you want to talk about it, please please feel free to DM me on the podcast Instagram handle or send me an email at TWESpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor, before we dive into what I've been watching lately. Okay, we are back, and I want to talk to you guys about what I've been watching over the past week. So Zach and I finished Made on Netflix, and when I posted last week that we had started it, I caught a message from someone and I'm sure that they didn't mean anything. I'm sure that they were just being sarcastic and talking to me like they think I'm their best friend. But they wrote a little late to the party with an emoji with really big eyes and I don't have a story about it, but I did just have to tell someone that because I didn't tell anyone that and I was just like sometimes the things that people choose to message me or respond to are so fucking bizarre like sometimes the internet and Instagram just confuse the fuck out of me anyway I know that I'm late to the party I know that this came out in 2021 but we hadn't gone around and watching it yet period end of story and what's really funny is that Zach doesn't know this so hi Zach if you're listening but I started the first episode when he was busy doing something and I started it because I was like, there's no way that Zach's going to be interested in the show and maybe I can have a show that is mine to watch on my own time and it'll be an Emma show. And I was three quarters of the way done with the first episode when he walked in and he caught the last little bit and he was like, what is this? What's going on? And then we started the second episode and he was in. He sat down. He was fully in. And in my head, I was like, well, I tried. So anyway, we so we started it last weekend. And then, yeah, we finished it this past weekend. And it was just one of the hardest things I've ever watched and like willingly chosen, chosen, willingly chose to sit and, you know, watch through the entire thing. I'm not usually one for shows like that because I'm a sensitive little flower and I try to be very choosy about what, you know, kind of storylines that I get myself involved with. And this is a very heavy one. So for those of you who don't know what made is, which it seems like everyone does, because as that person said, I'm super late to the party. Made is a true story 
were based off of a true story about a very young single mom who is trying to get out of an abusive relationship with her father's child and has nowhere to go, no money. She barely has family to rely on because her parents are completely unreliable. And it's just about her trying to make it and survive the poverty of it all and survive the system and how little they help people who are experiencing poverty and working her ass off to make a good life for her child and herself. And it is one of those stories that, I mean, you are knocked down at every turn. You think that it's it's turning around and something good has finally happened for her and it gets ripped away in the next scene. So it is an absolute roller coaster. It's heart-wrenching. It's very anxiety-inducing. If you have ever experienced domestic violence, even if it's not physical, even if it's just emotional, you know, there's alcoholism, there is abuse. It's just, it's a lot, but it was so well done. It was so well acted. Margaret Quayley is incredible. And she is actually, this is just a fun tidbit. I already knew this before I watched Made, but her real life mom is Andy McDowell and Andy McDowell plays her mother in the show. So that was a really awesome connection. And it is just so phenomenal. And like I said, very hard to watch, but very important to watch. And before the ending credits rolled on the last episode, I had ordered the book. The book is by the the woman that this story was based off of her name is Stephanie Land. It's just very 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 good and um if you haven't watched it and it sounds like something that you might be able to stomach I highly suggest it. So that was the series that we started and finished in a week and outside of that, you know we're big on our rock docs and the thing is is that Zach has been a deadhead forever and he's also been into fish forever. He has seen fish like 60 times. He was one of those teenagers slash early, you know, 20-somethings who was on the road constantly following them around to see their shows. And I like both and I respect both. And I know both of their music fairly, like not super well, but I know it. But sitting down and watching documentaries about each band has been very eye-opening. And I'm starting to get like deeper and deeper into them for better or for worse. So the two fish documentaries we watched, in case anyone is curious, the first one is called um, Bittersweet Motel. And that was actually made in the year 2001. And you can watch it on YouTube. And something very interesting that Zach found out about it is that the director, Todd Phillips, was actually the director of Old School, Road Trip, Starsky and Hutch, Borat, The Hangover, Due Date, and actually The Joker in 2019 with Joaquin Phoenix. So he has uh, made his rounds, definitely. So Bittersweet Motel. And then the other one we watched is Between Me and My Mind. And that's more of a soul focus on Trey Anastasio, the lead singer of Fish. So yeah, if you are a Fish freak and you are interested in those, that's what we watched. And then the 
Grateful Dead documentary that we have been working through is A Long Strange Trip. And that is available on Amazon Prime and was made in 2017. And it's it's just it's incredible. It is so incredible. Like I wish at this point, I wish I could go back in time to last year when Zach and myself and my sister and her wife saw Dead & Co., at Wrigley Field in Chicago because I feel like I would appreciate it a thousand times more but you know hindsight is twenty twenty. so that's what we've been watching and then for what I've been reading um yeah like I'm still on book three of the court series by Sarah J Moss it's taken a while guys it's taken a while I thought that it wouldn't but it's like I I got it I got the book and I made a pretty good dent like you know, 200 pages in and so much shit picked up with life and wedding and decisions and stress that um, I have found it difficult to sit down and read. But last night, God damn it, I got in bed and I read 30 pages and it felt really good. So I'm hoping that I can keep that up. Okay, for our last part of today's episode, I am going to share with you some of the best advice that you guys have ever gotten that you sent in to me. And before I do that, I'm going to share the best piece of advice I've ever received. So we have an even playing field here. So the best piece of advice that I've ever received that truly changed my perspective on so much was from my therapist, which is no shock. And it definitely was in in relation to uh, men and dating and relationships at the time. But this nugget of wisdom is something that can be applied to literally anything in your life. When I was dating, I would hem and haw over how I should respond, what I should say, Should I do this? Should I act this way? What if I put a period here? Should I use an exclamation point? I haven't heard back from him. Oh, it's probably because I sent this when I should have sent this. I would drive myself crazy looking at what I was saying and what I was doing under a microscope when it came to whoever I was dating. And if something didn't work out, I would immediately find something that I did that deterred them or ruined it, and I would beat myself up about it. And one time when I was in a session discussing this with my therapist, she said to me, if it's meant to be yours, nothing you do or say will spoil it. And I had to sit there and let that sink in, but it did. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. I've always tried to live by the idea of what is meant to be will be but the way that my therapist framed that thought and sort of made it even more specific is what really finally ingrained that whole line of thinking into me because if something is meant to be yours if you're meant to have that job if you're meant to be with that person if you are meant to have that one pair of shoes that you have been stalking online that continuously are sold out and you can't seem to get your hands on them. If they or him or her or it is meant to be yours, nothing that you do and nothing that you say 
is going to ruin that because it can't. If it's meant to be yours, nothing is going to keep it from being yours. So you can pick shit apart all day. But at the end of the day, if something that you want so badly is quote unquote ruined by a text that you think you could have worded a different way, that thing was never meant to be yours in the first place. Shit is not that easy to spoil and ruin when you are supposed to have it. I would tell myself that maybe if I just acted a certain way and wasn't who I really am and I toned it down or I acted more demure or I didn't run my mouth so much and say this and that, that I wouldn't scare this guy off, that I would be with him, that he would fall in love with me and like me. But all you can be is yourself. And if you being yourself spoils something for you, it wasn't supposed to be yours. So let's get into some of the pieces of advice that you guys shared with me that have been life-changing for you. And remember, all of these were sent in via the Instagram question box. So they're very short and sweet. And I love that because I want them to be left open to your interpretation and, and take them at face value and decide what they mean for you. Okay, this one off the bat really, really spoke to me. Don't take anything personally. What others say or do is a projection of their own reality. I cannot agree with this more. And I think that this is something that we all need to practice uh, much harder in our daily lives. It is very difficult to not take everything personally. But exactly what this says, it has nine times out of 10, the way that someone is acting, what they're saying about you, how they're acting toward you has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. Someone sent in, marry your best friend, which I love that, but I do also think that people who get really riled up about there being a big difference between your spouse and your best friend, I think that whole line of argument is very funny and it always tickles me when people get mad about it. Someone wrote in, everyone is doing their best for the moment they've been given. I love that so much. We can all be really, really hard on each other. And I think that this this advice definitely plays into the whole idea of you don't know what someone's going through. You don't know if they're having a horrible day. And I know that when someone is a massive asshole, that can be really, really hard to keep to keep that perspective. But I do love this to just try and realize that everyone is doing the best they can for the moment that they've been given. This one, this is a work-related one that I really like. I've never heard this. So someone said, when you are a low-level employee, your clients are your bosses. I love that. I love that so much. It's so painful, but it's so fucking true. Like, unless you are, you know, a manager or a director or even higher above that, your clients are who tell you what the fuck to do. And ultimately, they're the ones that are signing checks when you really get down to the nitty gritty of it all. I can't relate to this one, but someone wrote in and said, breastfeeding, don't quit on your worst day, make it through the day and see how you feel. Someone wrote, if it's not life and death, it's not life and death. Deep breath. I love that. That is also something that you have to remind yourself of all the time. And I'm definitely doing that right now with all of this wedding planning bullshit. It's a fucking wedding. It's not life and death. It's not life or death. It's neither thing. It's just a day. 
don't take your fucking life over it. I love that. Someone wrote in, control what you can, manage what you cannot. Incredible. That, I think I speak for all control freaks and people who just in general don't really like change and they don't like being out of the loop about things going on. Just control what you actually have full autonomy over and what you don't manage it. Just, just manage it to the best of your ability. Someone wrote in, it may be winter, but that doesn't mean you aren't growing. Soon you will bloom. I love this so much. This really speaks to me because I have found that I talk a lot in seasons. Just the other day, actually, I got a DM from a follower who was just needing to vent. She just needed to vent because she knows that I have been so up and down with my health and fitness and that I go through these horrible phases and then I go through a great phase and it's just a fucking roller coaster. And she wrote me and was like, I was just so fit and I was running and I looked fucking amazing. And then I met my fiance and I looked down and 15 pounds later and I'm just so angry, but also really happy. And I literally said to her, you are in a season right now. This is the season that you're in. Your season is happy. You put on some extra weight. That's a season you're in. You will have another season of wanting to be super active and fit and going, going, going. But that's just not where you are at right now. And that's okay. Just lean into it. And when you're ready to switch to the next season, you will know. Someone wrote in and said, happiness is a choice. But she wanted to follow that up by saying, not toxic positivity, but the power we have to shape our outlook. I love that. And you're so right. And it's honestly why I late, like very recently, I've tried to at the end of every day or in the morning, whenever I remember, I tried to ask Zach one thing that he's grateful for that day and then also answer my own question, which can be really hard. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, something super unique. It can be I'm grateful for socks. Um, but the whole the whole idea of happiness being a choice and practicing gratitude is an amazing way to be, but I, I know it can be really hard. Someone said that the best advice they've ever been given was to ask yourself Will this matter in five years if you're worked up over something stupid? I love that. I've heard that before. I have witnessed someone asking themselves that before. It's truly a really amazing tool when you are just losing your shit over something that literally, maybe not even in five years, maybe like within like five months, you're going to be like, why was I freaking out about that? Someone wrote in, always be your own best friend. I love that so much, so much. And it honestly reminds me of the new Lizzo song called I Love You Bitch. If you have not listened to that, you absolutely need to. Um, she's singing it to herself. It is so, so fucking good. And it's such a self-love song about overcoming the worst and being resilient and being your own best friend. Someone wrote in, always stay gracious. Best revenge is your paper, Beyonce. Um, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Stay gracious, make money. Thank you. 
Someone wrote in, stay in the present. It's okay to be in a funk, but don't let it overstay its welcome. This one is really good. It says, make sure you're responding and not reacting. I think everyone can probably use that in their lives and their conversations and their arguments that you're not just reacting to what someone is saying. You're actually listening to them and you're responding to what they are saying. Someone said, make sure you're running towards something and not just running away. Ooh, shit. That's really fucking good. I love that one. Someone write that one down. Okay, this one is really good. Like, holy shit. I feel like everyone needs to write this down on a post-it and stick it on their mirror. So if you guys want to get a piece of pen and paper, get ready. So this one says, doesn't need to be said doesn't need to be said by me, doesn't need to be said by me right now. I feel like you just changed my life to the woman who wrote that in. That is, wow, that can just apply to so many different things and so many different people. I absolutely, I'm holding on to that one for sure. Um, someone said in regard to work, make yourself indispensable, get involved. Absolutely love that as well. Now, I wasn't great at this um, about the whole getting involved bit. But yes, I've heard this many times from different people. And it's such an incredible piece of advice for really anyone at any point in their career is literally making yourself indispensable. So they need you. Like if they didn't have you, the company as a whole would suffer. Like the job that you do is important and you do it so well that you are irreplaceable. Someone wrote, people will make time for things that are most important to them. A thousand fucking percent. Never doubt it. Never question it. This one, God, I know we can all relate to this. You can't outrun a bad diet. And this woman said that she's a runner. So that's why she said outrun. But I mean, that really goes with like anything. You can't outwalk a bad diet. You can't outlift a bad diet. You can't out diet a bad diet you know what I'm saying um that is such an ugly fucking truth but it's so true and we have all been there we all know the struggle I love this this is a beauty related one someone said stop washing your hair every day one to two times a week max yes queen can I fucking get a hallelujah I know that as a curly haired girl this you know I mean, I've been doing this. This is what I do with my hair. Like, I literally can't wash it more than once or twice a week because it's just not how it works. But yes, across the board, like, I think everyone could go with a little less detergent in your hair. Someone said, when you're in a hard time, go look at the moon and remember that it also goes through phases. I love that. That kind of goes back to the whole, you know, it's just a season that you're in and seasons change and what's happening to you will change nothing lasts forever I fucking love this so much I actually I love it so much and relate to it so much that I have a little tiny framed piece of paper in my bathroom I think my sister got it for me and it literally says on it in like really pretty font with like a floral background it says no one cares and this person said Nobody really cares. I spend so much time overthinking little things I do and nobody cares. Yes, yes, that is truly my sister got me that because that is something that she said to me at some point in my life about something 
And it really, it was very eye-opening. It was like, we are also self-involved and we take our lives over things and what people are thinking about us and what they're saying about us. But at the end of the day, no one really gives a shit. Like the, that same thing that you're doing and being focused on yourself and worrying, they're doing that about themselves. So it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. Just like live your life, be who you are. Someone wrote in, no one will remember what you said. They'll remember how you made them feel. I love that. Unless like, you know, you say something really fucking mean, like they're going to remember that. But yes, it's it's all about your actions is really what that one is saying at the end of the day. This is a great one for parents. When having kids make them fit into your life, don't stop living. Take them along. I am so glad that someone wrote that in because honestly, that's that's always been my plan. And every time that I see someone that I know from a past life has who has a kid and then they're out at dinner like the following week it just makes me so happy because I know that they are living this piece of advice out and it's the same way that I have always treated Cece and how I treat Bowie like I love my dogs so much but their schedule is whatever my schedule is And, you know, I don't stop everything to accommodate them because that's not how it should be. Like whenever you bring a child or a pet into your home, yes, like you have to take care of them and that's your first priority. But you can't just put your entire life on hold and change everything up. You have to find ways to weave them naturally into what you already have going on. So I really love that advice. Someone simply wrote in, get everything in writing. And I couldn't agree more. I think that we've all probably learned a shitty fucking lesson from not getting something in writing. So always, always, always get it in writing and don't tell people that you have a new job until you have that shit in writing. One of my favorite audience members that I DM with constantly wrote in and said, if you're going to be a fish, be a shark, which like I definitely get the shark part for sure. I'm not really sure what you mean by saying if you're going to be a fish what like what is that what is that baseline like oh I'm a fish like you mean a small fish in a big pond and if you're like a small fish in a big pond then you better be a fucking shark or like you know uh, a a small I don't know I don't know I'm sure that she will hear this and dm me immediately this is for my shy introverted girls so this girl wrote in and said the best advice that she's ever been given is to sit in the middle of a group not on the edge and it'll be easier for you to engage i love that so much do not edge yourself out don't be on like the peripheral on the outskirts just plop yourself right down in the middle and conversation will come to you so you don't have to try so hard to make it happen another great one that i don't think i have anyone of college age listening but maybe like parents who are gonna have kids of college age um, is to study abroad from my older brother the summer before I started KU she said it was the best advice that she ever took I mean yeah 100% like if you have the opportunity to study abroad while you're in college whether it be for a whole semester or just a summer absolutely fucking take that and go experience that someone wrote feel complete on your own before getting in a long-term relationship this is what will make it work. I agree with this, but at the same time, I I do feel like you have to keep a little bit of that space for that person. Um, I wholeheartedly am like, you should be at the point where meeting someone would be the cherry on top of your already 
really wonderful life, but not like so complete that you're like, no, I, I just don't, I don't have the capacity to invite anyone into my life, you know? And once you meet that person, there's going to be so many new facets of yourself and your personality that you didn't know were there before. So you still have some completion to do, but I love the entire idea of that so much. Someone said, it will pass. That feeling of hopelessness, it will pass. Yes, girl, I say this too shall pass all the time to myself. And it really is a mantra and a piece of advice that legitimately has helped me through some really shitty times because everything is temporary. Feelings are temporary and you will get out of it. Like you will come out the other side. It's just really horrible right now. So hang on and there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, the one that I want to end on, it kind of goes back to one of the first ones that I read about not taking things personally. And this woman said the best advice that she's ever gotten is it's not personal. Other people's actions and words are are a result of their own shit and not you. And it's just so fucking true. Like, I know it's very corny and cliche to say, but it kind of is along the lines of hurt people hurt people. And it sucks. It sucks to see so many people in pain and having this you know, misplaced anger and taking it out on innocent people who have never done anything to them. It's horrible. But that is just something that you have to keep in mind that it has nothing to do with you unless you know that you're a horrible fucking person, which I'm sure that you aren't. (laughs) No one deserves to be treated that way. It's just a lot of people don't deal with their shit. They do not cope with their shit in their trauma, and it comes out in horrible ways that end up making you feel like you did something wrong when, in fact, you did nothing wrong. And I think that's just a really important thing to keep in mind the next time that someone hurts you, like whether they say something or you hear something, it's just coming from a really probably miserable, shitty place. And instead of taking it to heart and beating yourself up over the nastiness just feel sorry for those people seriously like pity them because they're clearly in a really bad spot okay y'all thank you so much for listening this was a longer one I didn't realize that I always I feel like I always say that like oh I had no idea it was going to be so long but I really did it so thank you for tuning in it's been a pleasure if you have anything you want to add to the podcast, please email me at twespodcast at gmail.com. My inbox is always open. Emmasthing.com, my blog is always open, which is also getting a little bit of a revamp soon, which I'm super excited about. And as always, if you enjoy the podcast, please consider taking a second out of your day to leave a five-star review and even write like one sentence on Apple Podcasts. You can also rate me on Spotify. Anything helps. You guys are the best. I will talk at you next week. Bye.